You are listening to the Heart of Tradition podcast. Hello, Daniel, naturopath here. I want to talk to you today about um, the difficulty in finding solutions to our problems because we are not paying attention to the source of the problem and going deep enough into the source to realize that um, these different parameters that have changed have created um, the problems and then therefore we need all of these supplements and things to overcome these problems. So I'm not saying anything's wrong with supplements, but what I'm saying is is that we have to figure out how we got in this situation um, with all these deficiencies and why we're trying, why everybody in LA, which is where I'm living, why everybody is such a health freak, you know, a, a health nut, fitness guru or trainer or something. Now, it's a good thing because people need to get these toxins out of their body, especially the endocrine disruptors, which are coming from the soy fed animals. Now, nobody wants to talk about the truth of the soy fed animal paradigm because it's ubiquitous. It's a prison. It's a USDA prison. It's well built. Nobody's able to get away from it. You cannot find one chicken in all of California that's not fed with soy and a lot of soy. It doesn't matter if it's genetic or non-genetic. It's still soy. And this has a weakening uh, effect on the tissue in the body. Um, Now, uh, you know, weakening the structure, uh, it also is an endocrine disruptor. It it disrupts the endocrine system. That's well known. Um, You know, we we seem to forget that a lot of surgeries that were happening um, on the thyroid back in the days where people in mountain communities in America were not adapted yet to the modern foods that were coming in. Um, A lot of these um, soy foods were actually coming in at the same time and um, contributing to um, many of these surgeries. There was actually, you know, kind of a a link that was established medically. But we've forgotten about a lot of that because now we have so many food choices that we kind of seem to be able to overcome it. Um, But we, we can't. It's just gotten more insidious. Um, what it's doing in the body. And so now that we've accepted the soy-fed animals food prison, we, from that base, we try to figure out how we can, you know, work things out and get by and make it work. So we, we seek out a lot of things to do that. But if we could just fix that base problem, then you would realize that over time, your body's starting to get stronger. Um, you don't have to go to gym every five minutes. Uh, look at the people in Europe. I mean, I lived in France for 15 years. People don't go work out all the time. It's like a, a weekly event, you know, or <clears throat> it's just a different mentality. But that's because there's something different in the food. And that's what's changing it. When the food changes, it changes everything. So the endocrine disruption, you know, coming through the body, that is probably the single most pro- problematic issue that we have today. Um because endocrine disruption can come from many angles, including heavy metals and aluminum and all these things that come in through vaccines and everything else that's already probably in our bodies. Uh, and, um, and then the fluoride, the fluoride in the water. But what about the water that you drink from all these other sources? Well, they find fluoride in bottled water now. They find uh, many different drinks that we like are made with this same water. Um, nothing is able to filter out endocrine disruptors from the water. So all things liquid 
possibly contain this water. Um, you know, I'm not talking about like juice from an apple or something like that, but I mean like anything where water's been used in the process, um, knowing that we can't filter out the endocrine disruptors successfully through any form of, of filtration so far. Uh, there has been talk that, oh, you can do it through reverse osmosis and everything else, but then once you get into the depth of that conversation, you realize that there's a problem with the mesh filters and how that does not filter those same chemicals out completely. So every single area you go into, you're not going to find endocrine-free systems, including your shower and everything else. So especially for babies and everything else. So when people hear this, they just want to turn it off because they're like, well, what can we do? I mean, it's just we're screwed. Like, okay, that sucks. But we're not. It's just being conscious of these things. If we're conscious of these things, we will minimize them and get things down to the right level, and we will see our health come back. It doesn't mean we're going to get out like 100%. We can get out like eight, 90% we can knock out of all this stuff. The 10% is always going to be there. But 90% can be knocked out if we start paying attention. Um, you know, um, we have to cover our deficiencies. The biggest deficiency there is magnesium deficiency. That's why this bottle's here. And not only does magnesium pull aluminum, fluoride, and heavy metals, and acid residues, and endocrine disruptors out of the body through chelation, over 800 studies on magnesium online, uh, one-fourth of them deal with chelation. So this chelation is happening. It's pulling these out. When you get a cramp, guess what happens? You cramp, there's a tissue, there's an acid residue, there's something in the tissue. The magnesium pump through potassium comes in there, pumps that, uh, chelates that toxin, brings it out through the sweat glands. That's what's happening. They did a test. So there is positive side to this. They did a test on monkeys, and they found out that the monkeys, whenever they were... Um, um, given endocrine disruptors through plastics or other type of, you know, phthalates or bisphenol, BPA, and all these different types of um, well-known endocrine disruptors, that their behavior would change. They would become stupider very quickly. And they would, you know, start putting things in the wrong, you know, they couldn't put the little square in the hole anymore. They couldn't do a lot of the things they were able to do before. And what they notice is that as soon as you remove this input of um, endocrine disruptors, that everything went back to normal very quickly. So the positive side is that things can come back to normal, but we have to clean our environment. And we haven't done that yet. We're so busy worried about climate change that we've just let everybody, you know, destroy our rivers and, and air and um, food and soy fed animals. You know, we're getting... To, destroyed from all sides while we're focused on some, you know, global dilemma. We haven't even paid attention to what's going into our mouth. It's like there's some sort of, you know, like uh, it's like a dystopian tragedy or some sort of I don't even have the word for it, the metaphor. It's it's a it's it's like a comedy slash tragedy because we're running around trying to fix everything, but at the same time the base found foundation of everything is what's broken. And so you can, you know, arrange the deck chairs on the Titanic all you want, but you have to, you know, make sure that you don't hit the, the iceberg, you know, that's like the, the key. Um, so I feel like that's what we're doing is, is we're just running around in the branches of life and have not really understood the whole root system and, you know, the, the rotting at the root or whatever that is.
Um, so trying to get us back, you know, you sound like a madman. I mean, is it so crazy to order soy-free chickens online from Amish farms? Doesn't sound crazy. You might pay 20, 30% more than you're used to paying, but that can be done. Freeze them, have once every Sunday, you know, there you go. High form of tryptophan without soy. Uh, eat meat, eat, eat, uh, eat meat from New Zealand. Just be a lamb eater. Take, buy lamb parts and make lamb broth and just stay in that world for now because it's the only imported fresh meat you can find. Okay, so then we'll have to do that. Um, or become a hunter. Um, you know, uh, as for seafood, yeah, avoid farmed fish and, and find all the right seafood that you need. Um, start, you know, um, you know, just buying the whole fish and throwing it in the, in the oven with some, some vegetables. That's it. It's so simple, but no one's, you know, not no one's doing it, but a lot of people aren't doing it. <clears throat> Very simple ideas. Some take work. Yes, um, there's powerful foods that we've neglected. In California, foie gras is illegal. Nobody would ever believe me if I told them that foie gras is illegal because they know that there's a certain vitamin in it and they don't want you to have that vitamin. And they know how essential that vitamin is. You wouldn't believe that because you're going to think, no, this is just all about um, animal rights and stuff like that. And that's why they voted it. Not true. No. Nope. That's that's the, the naive way of looking at it. The more, uh, you know, these freedoms are being taken away from us. Like foie gras farms are popping up all over the world. The reason is because there's a missing vitamin in our modern industrial society that we can't maintain anymore. Uh, we can't obtain through the way we used to obtain it, through like, you know, local bright orange kind of butter and that came around every midsummer, you know, whatever. Like we don't, we're not in those traditions anymore. So foie gras has become that. Um, so they're trying to stop that because they don't want us having access to that. You're like, no, that's crazy. Why would they do that? Well, think about it. Why did they do the, the mad cow disease scare that pretty much all the imports of meat that you can find all over Europe, by the way, that you can't find anywhere here, and not only including the, the organ meats, but also the meat itself, um, have all been outlawed because of some sort of mad cow or whatever type of disease. So you could say, well, it's because of that disease that the whole of the nation has no choice insofar as getting other foods in there that aren't soy fed. Hmm. Nobody did that on purpose. That one foul swoop with just a few studies around mad cow disease, um, that couldn't have you know, we should maintain that. We shouldn't have freedom. We shouldn't take those risks to feed the whole nation for, you know, 0.00001% to have mad cow disease through some bad farm practice getting mixed in. And we're going to stop all of our vitamin consumption, like all of our healthy meat just because of that. And so you don't think there's players involved with these decisions? You don't think there's people investing in the mad cow studies that show such results? Where do these studies come from? Do you know that studies are always heavily financed and very expensive? So yes, these things are not just randomly happening. These things, since when did California become, you know, this is a hippie state and now it's pro-vaccine. Since when did the hippies become uh, pro-vaccine? So it doesn't make sense. A lot of things don't make sense because it's not about, uh, you know, California. It's about people that have taken over and taking power. And so they work for people. 
Merck or whatever the companies and and so they put these things online um, and we're just you know hanging out in the back seat so it's time for us to step up and get in the front seat and start realizing that if we fix these things we'll get back what we were missing I see all these men coming through with testosterone problems not having enough libido well you know what one of the best ways to improve your libido is put some EMF underwear on. EMF underwear, shielded underwear that shields your testicles from being hit by those waves. That's one, step one. As soon as you do that, you'll start getting stronger erections almost immediately. Now, the second thing is you need to protect your bed and where you sleep. Do you need to buy uh, sheets of lead uh, for 50 bucks uh, on the back wall to protect you from the meters outside just behind your home that are emitting uh, super strong staccato signals? Maybe, but it's 50 bucks. It won't kill you. It's very easy. You just have to think of it. So will you have to buy, um, you know, maybe a canopy for your bed that's made of reflective material that's see-through, that looks great, that no one will ever know that you're doing all of this? Um, but that stops 90% of the telephone signal from coming through. Yes, you can get reception on your phone when you're in it. It's not a scam just because you can get reception, but 90% of the signal's been cut out. Most of the signals that we have for everything from internet to Wi-Fi, they're all 90% too strong. They could function with that only 10% level, but they've, they push them over. So we're knocking out all of that overness and it's keeping us healthier. So there's just a lot of little simple things, um, you know, even turning off your Wi-Fi, connecting everything through cable. People live in small apartments today. Why do you need to be able to walk in all parts of the house? A long cable that extends that takes you into two or three rooms, you're done. There's no need for it. Even if you only have free Wi-Fi on your phone, well, then pay for unlimited and do it another way. Um, pay for unlimited and then do wire the rest of everything. So... There is a way out, and it's still in front of us, you know? Like, everybody's going plastic, so I think the whole world is going plastic. No, it's not true. There's still a lot of glass out there. People are still, you can still find glass bottled water. You can still find these things. But people just don't care anymore, so we have to wake back up. We don't see what it's doing to us. If we knew what plastic was doing to us, we wouldn't touch it again. We would only touch it in those situations where it made sense. You know, where but where it's not in contact with the food or the magnesium, transdermal oil type substance. You know, we wouldn't anything coming, you know, olive oil, like, you know, never, never. Who would put oil into plastic? It's ridiculous. They don't they know it doesn't conserve well. That's a truth that they had to have passed through because that's part of industry. You learn that. But they don't question the rest of it, like what's going into the oil. So. It's up to us to start, you know, standing up for ourselves, seeing through all this stuff. Stop running around searching for a million solutions and fix your home. Fix your home. Fix your neighbor's home. Uh, how, how can you, you know, your neighbors, did you know you can opt out of smart meters in California for $100? Now, why would they allow you to opt out if it wasn't dangerous? They know. They know that they can't control you in that way, but you have to fight it. So you say, well, if there's one neighbor, then we're all fucked, so it doesn't matter. Why not just go along with it? No, that's not true. You can protect yourself from these things. And as far as Wi-Fi goes, uh, the proximity is what is the biggest factor, not how many of them there are. It's proximity. So one in your home is 10 times worse than, than one in someone else's home. So you can help yourself. 
you know, and if you think that, you know, you want to get your neighborhood involved, print up a little flyer, put it on everybody's door, tell them the benefits of weight loss and skin and better sleep and all that for turning off their Wi-Fi at night. They'll turn it off. Probably you could probably get them to all do it, you know, if they could understand it. So yeah, it takes courage, but these are the types of new inroads and free radical type of movements like and I don't mean that in like the radical kind of way of like the radicalization and you know politicalization of people and weaponizing of people I mean in a positive way of just like people stepping outside of their comfort zone to help people understand something that's important to them you know you'd be surprised how people could be receptive to something like that that only takes them unplugging something once a day you know it's not the end of the world so, yes, I do get frustrated with it because I feel like, you know, I'm trying to help people see some of these things, you know, so that they can get free. I mean, the aluminum in the body, the fluoride in the brain, I mean, all of these car accidents and wrecks and sliding off the road. and all, I never saw any of this in France. It exists, but it's very minimal. You never feel it. You never feel unsafe when you're walking on the side of a road in France because people have more concentration. I think it's the soy brain. It's something that it's doing to the brain. It's the endocrine disruption. It's the softening. It's all the marbled meats. Who wants marbled meats? Would you like yourself to be marbled when you die? No. So that's because we shouldn't be eating that stuff. You know, meat is supposed to be red, bright red, and not have any marbling at all. You know, there can be natural parts of the cow that are more fat and etc. But we eat the meat for the testosterone for that jolt not for the for the masculine part of it. We don't eat it for the feminine part of it, the fat part. We're not doing we're not mixing all that stuff together. If I want the fat, I'll go that for that in some other way. But we've got everything screwed up with that. But the only reason we're in that road down that road, walking down that road is because the meat doesn't taste as good anymore and it's so hard. And that's why they had to do this to it because they wanted to keep up their practices. But where it's grass-fed, the meat is tender enough and it works. But then you just don't have to overcook it. People overcook meat here. So there's an educational thing going on. So all of this overcooking and over-seasoning and all this stuff is trying to hide something that's hiding something that's underneath. That's the bad meat in and of itself. That's why they don't want grass-fed coming through at a real level. And especially grass-fed, grass-finished, no tricks. You know, because even in those worlds where it's grass-fed and grass-finished, if it's an American soil, they can put tricks in there. Tricks as in they can put canola pulp, canola oil and pulp, soy oil. Now, none of that is a grain. That could be considered under grass-fed as long as that's considered a supplement, you know, 5% of the diet. But could this 5% of the diet allow for... Um, um, uh, hormonal imbalance that creates a big fat cow. Yeah, that's what they want. So people don't want to come down to these little skinnier cows and, you know, and then even genetically, because we have so many mixed races now that are pushing towards this direction, we've, we've geared them towards their function. We've lost a lot of other qualities that make them more rustic and make the milk protein more digestible. There's books on this now. So what's happening? You know, we're we're not paying attention to how we, the ship got broken or Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall. We could never put them back together again because we couldn't figure out what happened. 
You got to figure out what happened. How did it happen from the very beginning in order to, to fix it? So, you know, I feel stronger than I've ever been today. I play with kids in the basketball court. They're half my age. I'm 42. They're like 21. They can't even hang with me. But the only reason is just because of food. Food and, and, and not having to do 600 push-ups every day. And I don't have to do anything. I've done nothing. And my body's in good shape. But I've had to do hardly nothing. I mean, I play basketball. I eat right. And I spend a lot of time trying to figure out what what's good and what's not good with food around me. Um, but if, you, if you're on that level, you're at the, the, the primary level of it. After that, it's more like corrective measures. We got to correct things now. But start with the, the the central point, you know, which is for the body at least. It's it's food, um, <clears throat> and you know, and then once the body can be strong enough, um, or is strong enough, it um, some of the other things like Wi-Fi and other type of things which derange us. They are less powerful. They have less power over us. They do have power over us because they're things that consciousness has to see through and understand. But they don't have as much power over us if our body is strong. You know, even like uh, heavy metals or mercury. Did you know that your body is meant to swallow mercury and it go right out the other side? Of course it is. It's meant to, to, to for all the radioactivity and toxicity that the world can throw at it. It's meant to overcome all of these possibilities. But we have to be strong on the inside. And so, um, you know, when the leaky gut thing starts happening, well, there we go. There the mercury gets in there. So the body was set up to be um, perfect in a certain way. Um, so we just have to stop doing things to it which can harm it. You know, every time you take something plastic, your body takes that signal in the body and says, okay, there we are. Another thing that I think is this hormone or that hormone um, that I try to fight or oppose or understand or whatever. And it kind of scrambles up the system. So the more that we're doing that on a daily basis, and this is happening all throughout our day in a modern society, unless you're paying attention, um, well, this is triggering our epigenetics. This is triggering our epigenetic, not the long 10 million year genetic code. Epigenetics as in like quick triggers, disactivate fertility, disactivate the hair function so that we can save those minerals for something else. Yes, those things can turn on and off, boom, 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 like that. And on a given day. So we have to be careful with what we're putting into us. So anyway... Um, I'm not trying to pretend that I know everything, but I'm trying to, with love in my heart, help people understand why they're stuck in this apocalypse. The apocalypse, not a biblical whatever, but just the apocalypse as an idea is like where you can't see what's happening to you. That's what the word means. Um, the calypse is the blackening kind of hidden, that, that which is hidden. That's what calypse means. So the apocalypse is the waking up of that, you know, like the uncovering. So we have to help others to uncover what's, what is harming them and let them see it. But they have to be ready to make the changes, you know. Like there's a person who's vegetarian but has gone through a severe surgery and car wreck. And is she strong enough to use the animals at that point to make healthy broth and bone and ligament broth? 
uh, 24-hour broth in a crock pot? Is she strong enough to think of those ideas in those situations where she asks for help from the animals to help her out of that situation because she needs a little bit more speed? She needs more quickness and healing. Or does she go very slow in healing and create more problems? So is she smart enough to use those tools whenever they're needed? You know, so it's all about helping people to to understand these things and get them to where they can heal themselves. So anyway, I hope that can be helpful. Thanks.